Hello, and welcome to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast, where today we will be interviewing Byron Krager of the Masonic Outreach Services of Washington Masonic Charities. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions, either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos. I'm Matt Apple. I'm a Mason here in, with the Grand Lodge of Washington, as is David Colbeth. And also we have with us, we have our other usual host, uh, Worshipful Brother Steve Chung of the Grand Lodge of BC in the Yukon. And we have a special guest, Brother Byron Krager, who is the Director of Masonic Outreach Services for Washington Masonic Charities. Byron, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So I guess my first question is, to express my ignorance, what is the Masonic Outreach Program? What do, what do you guys do down there? Well, uh, Masonic Outreach Services is one of three programs with Washington Masonic Charities. The other two programs being our Children and Youth Program and the Masonic Library and Museum. For Masonic Outreach Services, a lot of Masons have heard of or are familiar with the MRC, which was the Retirement Center in Des Moines. Well, with the closure of that Retirement Center, there was the starting of Masonic Outreach Services, which is designed to still bring that care and support for our older members, especially those who don't have the financial means, um, to be able to help them age in place. Today, so many people want to stay in their homes for as long as they can safely, and I like to add, socially as well. So our program and the funds that used to support the Masonic Retirement Center are now those endowments are now directed towards us through the Grand Lodge to be able to bring that support directly to our older members, their wives, their widows. And because we are a 501c3, funds also go and we do support those in the community who are in need as well. Right. So it's, it's not just a Masonic only while Masons and their families are a priority, it's not just a Masonic-only function, it's a public charity. So you help everybody, and it's a significant portion, isn't it, that aren't Masons? Well, actually, in the last two years, 80% of our clients are in the Masonic family, and 20% are community. Well, yeah, so 20% is still a pretty good chunk. When you think of Watch Masonic Charities and you think Masons, it's not just Masons, but yeah. I am glad to hear that a lot of Masons and their families are being helped and, and that's, that's great. Uh, so one of the questions I know some guys will have the burning question of the MRC, of course it's sold and being repurposed now, which is a great thing for the city of Des Moines instead of having this building that's been sitting there for 30 years or 20 years that's been falling apart and not being taken care of. Unfortunately uh, it'll be repurposed, but there are some folks that were, 
being supported through MRC and through Masonic Services. I know there's still some out there that are being directly supported and taken care of, but the beauty of it is those funds, the other funds are being redirected to help hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of others, right? Correct. And uh, we have two more individuals. Uh, we, we, we have two individuals who are still alive that used to live and receive the service in the MRC. And we've continued with our agreements. The Grand Lodge has in us the support of, of everything that we promised them. They are, they are being taken care of very well. Excellent. I, I know you said that you, uh, about 80% of your, your clients, if you will, are, are from the Masonic family. Is about how many people is that in a year? About 600 people total that we serve. So then, then take 80% of that. And um, our services range also. So if we, what, if, if we look at the lighter touch, which is uh, information and referral, INR, and then there's case management support, and then there's those that are at more of that long-term care, uh, the later stage in life, uh, that deeper care that is needed uh, all the way to there. All that combined, we're, we're in 600, 650 uh, at the end of the year. Wow, that's outstanding. That's a, that is very outstanding. I'm quite impressed to hear those numbers. The, um, uh, I guess one of the questions uh, that comes to my mind is how do those, uh, I mean, it's obvious to the Washington Masons that you would exist, but um, that, how do you get that message out to the general public? Yeah, we've had to be real careful with that. That's a great question, Steve. When we started, and we've been up and running now for five years. When we started, we reached out to the fraternity through the fraternity's lines of communication. And we reached out to the community to say, hey, we're here, we're 501c3, we need, you know. Uh, we received calls from the community very, very quickly. And uh, the approach that we had to scale down to was working with a liaison, our contact person from an area agency on aging. If you're not familiar with area agencies on aging, every county in the state has one and their purpose is to help older adults in their county with information and referral and case management services and what benefits they might qualify and be able to help them live in their homes longer. So this service already exists out there. So what we did is we then simplified and said, great, our care coordinators, and we have three now, two in, in Eastern Washington and one in Western Washington, and I help out on this side. We, we had to scale it down quickly where it's like, great, the person who is our contact for that area agency on aging, we had to make it real clear that after they did everything they possibly could as an agency to connect that person with resources that are available in their community, community being immediate local community to state to federal after they've done all that if the need is still not taken care of because it's unique enough that there isn't funding that covers it then call us don't give our number to the person who needs that <laughs> you call us and let's talk about it and see if that's something we'd be able to help out which was fantastic we still got a lot of calls but and we still have these relationships, but it's a great way of being able to take care of those that are falling through the cracks because there isn't funding that would help otherwise. And I got to tell you, and as a Mason as well, it, it's kind of like, it feels really 
it feels really good. One, we're not duplicating a service that's already out there. But it feels really good that after everything has been, has been looked at that could help the person, when there's still that need, here come the Masons you, you, to be able yeah. to provide that last bit of support to, to make it work. So that's, that's good. That's amazing. I, I think that's a fantastic way to have done that. And, um, and what better way to finish that, that off with if it's not a service that's, uh, you know, already being taken care of, right? Because there are so many times I've heard of people that, you know, I, I don't qualify in this program, for this reason or that reason, and I don't qualify for that one, or, or you know, there's just not a, nothing available because they don't fit into a, a, a demographic or a category or something like that. So I think that's awesome. Um, I, I, I really hope that um, um, if we lose our cancer car program here in British Columbia, that our uh, Grand Lodge of BC looks at a program much similar. Uh, because we have millions of dollars in, in uh, funds that um, we use the interest from, I think, uh, something along that lines, to run our cancer car program, which right now is shut down for obvious reasons, but <clears throat> was in the, it's at risk of being shut down permanently um, due to legal agreements that uh, uh, the cancer agency wants us to engage into. And, liabilities that they want to hand off to uh, uh, the Grand Lodge of British Columbia and, and we're not prepared to do those things. So um, I, I think your, your program is fantastic from what I've heard so far. Yeah, so, um, and, and, and thank you. Um, we, we really believe in the model of the service that we're providing. And if there are any jurisdictions that are interested in learning more to see how they can implement a version that works best for them, gladly we'll be able to show share because what we're looking at is and i'm going to go back again to the mrc well there were 300 rooms in the mrc it's a lot 300 rooms uh, we served over 600 people this past year each year each year we are serving around 600 people we are serving so many more people than than what one one building can can help with and and our service also, we help people all the way from the beginning of the continuum. We provide education outreach. We have workshops that we offer, workshops on, on, on benefits, eligibility, understanding Medicare and Medicaid, what's the difference between the two, um, understanding Social Security. Um, we also have uh, ones on aging in place. How do you age in place and how do you do it safely for you? We have a wonderful guide that does that. Home safety. What is home safety? Home safety for you. So, so we, we provide education, and that's the beginning of the continuum. We'd like people to, to prepare in advance to help ward off, if it's possible, <laughs> if it's possible, you know, things that just, you know, because life happens, uh, educate. And then when they have a question, Here's that, here's that INR again as part of this. They, they, they have a question. Hey, I'm looking for, I'll, I'll give an example of what we get calls for, a home care agency in this city that um, works well with uh, someone who has dementia. This is an adult child who's calling. So they would say in Renton or in Spokane, what's a good home care agency that provides? Okay. 
So quick INR, great. That's all they're looking for is that information. We provide that information, great. Then we have those that there's a challenge, something has popped up and they need assistance to help solve that challenge. Great, okay, let's, let's, let's help them and solve that challenge. Our care coordinators are just phenomenal. And then we have what I described earlier with that long-term care, which is what the MRC um, was. Um, so we're trying to provide in, you know, assistance all the way along the continuum. Right now, the majority of people who are coming our way are in this, I need assistance with something, kind of like put the fire out of one issue or two. And we're taking the approach more and more of, we're a friend for life. If you call us, if I'm answering the phone, I don't care if you're calling because it's an INR thing or, or you have an issue that needs to be solved and you need assistance with, or you're calling because you're already over here at the care coordinator. A friend for life, how are you? Let me ask you a bunch of questions. Let me learn more about what you're experiencing so that we can develop a really good plan, an individualized plan for you to help right now, but also look one year, three years, and five years into the future. So you will always have us. We're here. <laughs> Let's solve this right now. We can help you with this right now, but we're going to be here forever because there is, there is that natural progression. There's that natural progression of... I'm doing okay, I'm doing okay, I'm doing okay, and then all of a sudden something happens. And then people are doing okay for it. Then another, and then that happens more and more. We want them to know that we're here for them and that we'd be able to help out. That's awesome. So you help them actually you know, think ahead where they might not have been thinking ahead of before uh, to help them properly prepare for what could be coming. And I guess your, your guys' your team's experiences uh, really help um, prepare them to help these people. Mm -hmm. Just to clarify something, the Washington Masonic Charities doesn't have like a uh, a nurse corps that goes actually out to people's houses and that sort of stuff, right? You, you, uh, I don't know the word is coordinate those efforts or how does how does that when so someone has a question, you know, whatever <laughs> I I I need a reputable company to build me a ramp to get in my in and out of my house okay, you know, call Bill kind of thing. That, that, I, that I understand. But when you get to this, you know, I need a whole lot of care end of the spectrum. What, what is it that Washington Masonic Charities or the outreach program does? Yeah, when we're over here at more of that, that, that care coordination, deeper level of long-term care that's needed, think of us as that care coordinator. We're that care management. We're that geriatric care manager who would be able to come in and do a thorough assessment to learn what are all the different factors that are challenging the situation. And oftentimes it, it, it points towards something that's financial. Let us learn all of that. That's our assessment. Let us then develop a plan. Now in that plan, we, we will be able to share, okay, here, here are, the, here are the, 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 the immediate needs that you have. Let's just say they now need a couple of grab bars in the bathroom. And let's say that they also now need someone to provide home care who can come in, clean the bathroom, clean the house once a week, um, cook some meals, uh, make sure they take their medications. And so home care. So these are all the different needs. And by the way, they need someone who once a month um, can go out 
out in, in, in Mo. Uh, yeah, so what are all the needs that they have? Here's the plan. We can connect you to the services to be able to make that happen. Now, based on your financial situation, you may qualify for assistance with COPES, which would be able to come to the house and provide that assistance for the home care. Um, here are some volunteer programs in the area that be able to come and provide some socialization or have you, you know, the, the, the local church that would be able to maybe have someone come out and mow and so on. So, so we, we problem solve and that's a part of making and developing that plan. And then we're there to help them implement the plan if they would like. I will say I know a, a couple of that guys from our lodge who, who have uh, called you guys in the past and have been very satisfied with the, the assistance they've gotten. So I, I heartily recommend it to uh, our brothers out there in Washington who are listening to give Byron a call or Byron and his crew. Actually, speaking of your crew, it leads me to my next question uh, in my makeshift segue there, that uh, you said you have three um, workers across the state. Is that is that essentially your whole operation is the four of you or is there more? It's the four of us, and then also volunteer support. We have a couple of volunteers who are incredibly skilled, um, which includes also being a recent uh, re retired nurse. And we don't do medical care, but it's someone who understands the health challenges. Um, so yeah, there's uh, for employees, there are three of us, and we have um, one in Spokane, and that's Kim Dozer. And then we have Pam, who is in the Tri-Cities, Pam Haynes, and then we have Megan Johnson, whose office is in University Place, along with mine, same building as as the Grand Lodge. And it's amazing to me that the four of you cover the entire state, basically. It, it's just, it's, a, it's fantastic. And it's so great to be able to have an actual resource in Eastern Washington that's connected directly with us than to just say, hey, call the Spokane County, whatever, or, you know, call the Tri-Cities city whatever uh, it's so great to be able to call a person and talk with them yeah now for volunteer support here's something that we're continuing to drive drive towards the volunteer support of masons in their lodges there are so many older members who have lost that connection with their lodge the relationships just aren't there with the current members that are that are officers and uh, there are many of them just because of the natural progression of getting older that are in need of assistance that haven't heard of our program yet because they don't have email or they're not attending the meet for volunteer support it's the help of our brothers reaching out to those members saying hi even if it's been five years since someone's called that older older member call and say hi introduce yourself hey i'm a member of your lodge i just got raised three months ago or i've been a member for a while and i'm not sure if we've met and develop that relationship develop the relationship. we're masons it's easy develop a relationship uh, you know friendship just seems to go right along right away right and in the relationship that is where we are more likely going to learn that they're in need of assistance, right? And so the volunteer support would be Masons reaching out to their members and Masons then, when they discover that, and, and widows, when they discover that one of their 
older members or widows need assistance, they bring that back to the lodge and see what the lodge can do to help. And I can tell you time and time again, when I see this happen, the lodge just feels fantastic that they all were able to, all, and they all feel like they were, even if it was three brothers who went out and did something, and, hey, look what we did, they all feel good that they were able to help someone out. And I believe they're looking for opportunities like this, but because there aren't those relationships, and I'm speaking generally, but really this across the jurisdiction in my five years of going around and speaking with lodges, you know, with Masons, some lodges are doing a really good job, but there are a lot of lodges where this is an area for improvement. So when a lodge is reaching out and when they are making those connections and building those relationships, when they find a member or a widow who's in need, if it's greater than what that lodge is able to address, call me. Call me, call Megan, call Kim, call Pam. We're here to partner with your lodge together. Let's see what we can do to help. Our program can do a lot of things. So why not have us go in and uh, ask some questions, be a part of that support? We, we, we want, ultimately, we, we want to, yes, help people who are experiencing a little challenge right now. But we, we think long term, what can we do now to help someone long term for as long as that long term is possible? <laughs> Putting out fires is fine. But we want to we want to go beyond that, and that's that friend for life and that relationship that we're developing. And you guys actually have a a program lodges can use to contact those members, right? To... We do. It's called Operation Masonic Relief, and so what a a couple of us have done is. To create Operation Masonic Relief, we've we've taken our experience uh, for myself over the last five years, and have learned what you know lodges that have done a good job with those relationships. Um, I've pulled all that together in a guide. Um, it's the six steps, and what it does is Operation Masonic Relief helps lodges develop their own program to stay connected with their older members and widows. And I uh, offer myself as a consultant, a coach, um, sometimes like a cheer, a cheer person, um, to help that lodge work through any challenges uh, when they're getting started. And then I'm here for the long haul in that partnership with the lodge. We've, I've come across a lot of lodges that, uh, when I ask, you know, how's, how's, your, how's your connection with your older members and widows? Um, well, you know, we used to be good at it, but it's kind of fallen on the wayside. And so what I hear so often is one person or two people end up doing a whole bunch of calls and they made all these contacts. And then the next year or two, it does a years go by. And then it's like a reset button again. Oh, we need to update the list. Not all lodges, but I see that a lot. One of the key ingredients um, for the success of Operation Masonic Relief is those active members, the ones that attend regularly, 
get aligned with two people. They get aligned with an older member and a widow or two older members, however, however that works out in your lodge. And they call them regularly. And that's where the relationship is developed. That's where that continuation of that connection happens. Um, I have an older member. I have an older member. There's an older member <laughs> who I'm in regular communication with and a Masonic widow who I'm in regular communication with. And it has enriched my life. And they would say the same um, easily as well. I, would, I, would, I want to call them, and I keep that relationship going. I would love to get a copy of the outline of that program. I know exactly what you mean. We've had in the past um, worshipful masters who are not so good at delegating, and uh, they've taken on our special ladies and uh, you know took it their responsibility to contact them and so on. Uh, but they did it, and... There was no program set in place. Well, actually, there was a program set in place, but they changed it because they're the worst master of the day. And then as the successors come in and don't have that same plan, um, it, it starts to dwindle away. And you know, then you've got a couple of guys like that are in touch with a couple of the past uh, or the senior members um, and widows, but that then, you know, you find yourself in a situation of trying to find all these phone numbers and contacts. And in the process, you find out that, oh, you know, Sally passed away two years ago uh, and nobody knew, right? And that's so disheartening to hear those things when that happens. So, um, yeah, if you if you could uh, share in an email the, the outline to that program, that'd be great. I, I um if Lodge ever comes back into session this year, I'll be the district education officer here, and I would, uh, you know, that that'd be something that I think would be uh, worthy to put out there on a regular basis. Absolutely, Steve. I will when we're done with this meeting. I will, uh, I will email it to you. And if this is something that where where are you up in Canada? Kelowna, in the interior of British Columbia, oh. kind of halfway between Vancouver and Calgary. It's called Paradise. Oh, Paradise. I haven't yeah. been there. I yeah, haven't we, been we, there. We, um, we pay this thing called sunshine tax. It's called lower wages and higher taxes so that we oh. can live in this beautiful place that, you know, we can, we get all four seasons equally. You know, we, we get up one, one more in right about this time, about a month ago, you could have gotten up, <laughs> gone to the ski hill, then come back down and did a little round of golf, and at the heat of the day in the later afternoon, been on a boat water skiing all at the same time, except COVID shut that down. Okay. Yeah. Ok Okanagan Valley, Byron, highly recommend that you take your beautiful wife up there for a vacation if you haven't been to Okanagan Valley. Yeah, no, not up there. No, great, okay, okay, oh, yeah. I will do that. Yeah, and, and there is, I, I have a 20-minute uh, presentation that accompanies the um, Operation Masonic Relief uh, Guide. And uh, um, I'll send you the guide if you would like me to, as well, we can set up a time to kind of walk through that presentation because here's part of that success formula. It is, uh, first I meet with the officers at the lodge and I walk the officers through, it's 20 minutes, through the guide. 
here's the importance of why we're doing this, right? I walk through the guide. Here's the importance of relationship. Here's the importance of that connection. Here's the importance of helping members who are in need. 20 minutes, I walk through the guide. Wonderful presentation. At the end of that presentation with the officers, if they commit, if they commit to support for their lodge operation, and then bring it to a state of meeting. And everyone in the state of meeting has a copy of the guide in front of them. I do the same 20 minute presentation, walking through the guide so that they can hear and they can see the importance of, of, of why the relationship and who we are as Masons. And at the end of that, I tell them, now the officers have said that they you know, commit to support this, but really it takes the lodge to want to commit it takes a lot. They have to, all of you have to commit to support this. If you do commit to support this, I'll gladly work with you. That's what it takes. We have to be careful that it isn't, you know, the worshipful master. And I mean, that's somebody who, who says this is what we're doing because it does, as you mentioned you know, earlier, Steve, it, then next year it's someone else and there's a different emphasis on it. It takes the lodge support. So it becomes a lodge culture in time becomes a culture of the lodge, not the responsibility of a member or two to do these calling calls for us. We're Masons. Pick up the phone <laughs> and call two people. It's not that difficult. It's not that difficult. Uh, they called two people and they called two people. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, our, our hour is running late here. Uh, we're going to have to uh, close out soon. So I guess, Byron, if somebody did want to contact Washington Masonic Charities, what's, your, what's the, the best way to do that? They can call 253-442-2505, and my extension is 110. They can also email Byron, B-Y-R-O-N, at masonscare.org. Byron at masonscare.org. I guess that's also the website address, right? Um. Yes, give it a try. See <laughs> well, with that, on behalf of uh, David and Steve and myself, Byron, thank you very much for joining us today. Well, thank you. Thank you all very much. And we hope to see you all on the next episode of the Working Tools Podcast. Good night. Good night.